All right, everybody, welcome back to the Surely You Can't Be Serious okay, podcast. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is Bon Jovi's bed always messy? Why? Because he doesn't think it matters if you make it or not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we can only go up from oh, here, folks. <laughs> we are back today to discuss Bon Jovi's fourth studio album, New Jersey. I am so excited to talk about this album. This is one that I had. I, I, I told you, I, I'd never got Slippery When Wet. Loved the songs off of it, never bought the album. But when New Jersey came out, I was there picking up my copy. Got Had my tape. I still have it today. Same tape that I bought when I was 12. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is the honest truth. On September 19th, 1988, the day that this album was released. Yeah. And I think they were always released on Tuesdays, if that's... If I remember correctly, okay. I told my mom, I got up for school and I said, mom, I can't go to school today. You have to take me to the record store so that I can buy Bon Jovi's new album. Uh-huh. And you know what my mom said? She said what? She said, let's go. Oh, that's a good one. She took me and I was the first person that I knew that owned Bon Jovi's New Jersey album. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, it's a good a, story. And she and I went to lunch and then she took me to school after lunch uh-huh. so that I could Show, show it and brag tape. it. You know? Nice. So that is awesome. Anyway, Where love this mom? album. Oh, thank you, mom. I'm still grateful for that. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to our Slippery When Wet episode, that was last week. The week prior to that, we kind of did a Bon Jovi introduction. We call it Prelude to Prayer. So this is the third part of a three-parter on Bon Jovi. So from the release of the Slippery When Wet album in August of 86, yes, Bon Jovi tours and tours and tours until October of 87. Yes. They take about a month break and John and Richie start calling each other. Yep. And uh, it goes from, hey, what are you up to today? To, hey, I've got this uh, couple of chords I want you to hear. Or I've got this hook or I've got this lyric. And so it progressed into, hey, I've got some stuff that we can start working on. Yeah, and 17 it, songs they end up with. 17 demos. Yeah. And they were anxious to get back at it. If you've ever done something great, yeah, you want to get out there and prove that you can do it again, that it wasn't a fluke. Right. And so they were very anxious to get back in the studio and record more hits. They didn't want the album to be a one-hit wonder. And so they were out there doing everything they could to create another You Give Love a Bad Name. Right. Which is pretty tricky. And so they enlisted the help, again, of Desmond Child. Uh-huh. They tried so hard to recreate the next big You Give Love a Bad Name that the first song they wrote is a song called Love is War. Yeah. Which you can hear. It's on the special edition in New Jersey. Yeah. They actually had to omit it because it's the same chord progression as You Give Love a Bad Name. <laughs> right. Like they wanted to make it so bad that right. they actually repeated it. Right. It's interesting. I've heard Desmond Child talk and he says there's a real hook in the title is a key part of songwriting. And what he tries to do is do things that seem to have almost opposite meaning, you know, love and bad name. That title alone sure. is uh dude looks like a lady. <laughs> right. I hate myself for loving you. Yes. So there are several songs. I mean, love is war is a obvious title there, yep. but I mean, bad medicine. Yep. Obviously. Good and bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
it's all that kind of idea of let's take two things that don't seem to go together because it captures people's attention. All right. So when New Jersey comes out in September of 1988, the first week it goes to number eight. The second week it goes the to number The second week one. it hits number one. People were ready for Bon Jovi. Yeah. They had released Bad Medicine as a single about two weeks before the album came out. They did a good job, you know, talking about what do you follow Slippery When Wet with, Right. Right. They did a good job of doing it quickly, too. Yes. You know, my complaint with Bad versus Thriller is that it was five years uh-huh. later. They went back into the studio with Bruce Fairbairn. And back think, to Vancouver. Yeah. Back to yeah, back to Canada, back to the same recording studio mm-hmm. and looked to create the magic again. They came up with, like you said, 17 original demos and turns out they didn't really like any of them. <laughs> They were trying too hard. Yeah. But the second batch produced Born to Be My Baby and Bad Medicine. That is a start. It's a good second That's batch. a good start, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I don't know if you know this or not, but did you know New Jersey is the first American album officially released in the USSR? No. Yeah. How about that? But yeah, so they had all these songs that they wanted to put out and kind of like Prince's Sign of the Times album. They had all these songs that they thought were good. Wanted to do a double album. Let's do a double album. And again, the record company's like, no. No. It's too expensive. Kids won't buy it. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. So they cut it down to a single album. I don't know if you know this. There's a couple of working titles for this album. Right. Okay. One of them I like. One of them is terrible. Yes. Son of a Beach. Sons of Beaches. beaches. Sons of Beaches. That's it. Sons of Beaches, which comes from the song 99 in the Shade. Right. Okay. Sons of Beaches, it kind of has that naughty word play that Slippery When Wet did, okay? But the other title was 68 and I'll Owe You One. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that's like a title that Bill and Ted would name the first oh Wild Stallions album. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they settled on New Jersey. New Jersey, I guess, is more of an attitude rather than a place. Not a lot of people brag about being from New Jersey. Right. All right, so are we ready to get into the track listing? Yeah, let's go. All right. The first song on the album, Lay Your Hands On Me. Okay. So we this is, they wrote this song in 1988. Okay. We talked last year, last season about two of the best albums from 1987, four of them actually, but one of them was George Michael's Faith. Right? When the organ comes in on this, I could not help but think of Faith. Yeah. And then he's got preacher and teacher in there. Just I'm just like I really feel like they might have been listening to some George Michael albums before. The, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? If you are if you are a hard rock band looking for poppy kind of hooks, why wouldn't you go listen to the biggest selling album of 1987? That's true. That's true. And so yeah, I think that they definitely copy this. And I I read something actually today from I seems like it was maybe Richie Sambor's ex girlfriend or something like that that said that they would just sit on a stack of tapes, listen to the tapes, try to play it, and try to steal whatever they could from those tapes to put in their music. 
Yeah. The great thing to me about Lay Your Hands on Me, I mean, it's similar, we talked about last week, Let It Rock, to sort of get you ready for the concert, to get you ready for the album, to get you prepared for what's coming and that slow drum beat, that doom, 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 doom. But the song it most reminds me of is Let's Go Crazy by Prince. You have the organ, organ. Yep. and it's almost an invitation to church. Yes. It's like the Church of Bon Jovi. Yep. You actually have female backing singers. Yep. Chorus. This song is phenomenal. Yes. And the Lay Your Hands on Me definitely has that religious, like faith healing kind of yeah. emotion going on. This was the third song of the 80s called Lay Your Hands on Me. <laughs> so in 1982, Peter Gabriel had a song called Lay Your Hands on Me. And in 1985, the Thompson Twins had a song called sure. Lay Your Hands on Me. They actually asked the uh, Tom Bailey of the Thompson Twins about what he thought about Bon Jovi's version. He's like, I don't think I've heard that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> While they're working on New Jersey, a couple of buddies, including director Wayne Isham, right? We talked right. about him last did week. All the, videos. the guy who did all the videos. Yeah. Encouraged Bon Jovi to write this big, grandiose concert pleaser. Write something really big that we can put on a video that'll be awesome. Yeah. And with the encouragement of Wayne Isham, they said, man, we got to write some freaking blow the doors off song. Yeah. And Lay Your Hands on Me was their result on that. Have you heard the Dolly Parton version of Lay Your Hands on Me? I tell you what, I've heard it, but I don't think you can hear it enough. Let's, <laughs> Let's listen, listen to, to it. it. <laughs> <laughs> So I think this song is really interesting. She, of course, Dolly is queen of country. Right. And she loved the song. Uh -huh. And she actually thought to herself, she grew up in the Pentecostal church. Yeah. And thought, this sounds like a church song. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Pentecostal church does that faith healing stuff. They do. And so she contacted Richie and John and said, can I change the lyrics just a little bit to be become a religious song? Uh-huh. And they're like, Dolly Parton? Heck yeah, you can. Yeah. So... That's why the lyrics are changed in the song, but it's still lay your hands on me. Classic. Okay. I want to talk about the video for a second. Okay. So when you got a formula that works, <laughs> why don't you stick with it? I mean, does Bon Jovi have any songs that doesn't have them doing some concert footage in there no, somewhere? No, but I think they took it up a level for these videos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this song reached number seven in august of 89 for me this is a the biggest of the biggest top down turn it up summer songs okay right i mean just pulling up to a stoplight thumping lay your hands on me the car next to you is gonna be like yeah bon jovi right. right but the video so the video was shot in tacoma washington and portland oregon okay you have the awesome entrance where they're underneath the stage when lay your hands on me hits they like jet up through the floor and the pyrotechnics go crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Also in this video, you see the, uh, the big ramp where they can run and be like the people in the back can have front row seats because they're up and they're walking all over the place. And, uh -huh. and from the, I don't know what they call it, that, that uh -huh. landing, that platform that they've got set up, yeah. John is 
he's cut the band out and it's just the people singing the chorus of lay your hands on me and then it comes back in full force video is great love it i want to make mention one other thing in this video he's wearing this weird jacket okay and the only reason i know this is because he mentioned it in the concert that i saw in tulsa oklahoma in 1989 okay this jacket that he wore in this video kids had thrown a bunch of jackets and clothing and patches and stuff on stage over the years yeah and he took those all those patches and stuff and he put them on one big jacket made his big patch jacket yep that's awesome. I had no idea that that was from fans. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Lay Your Hands on Me. Awesome kickoff song. Perfect. Top down, turn it up. Love it. Love it. Okay. The next song on the album, song number two, the opening single, Bad Medicine. This song was released September the 3rd, 1988. It hit number one in the U.S. November 19th, 1988. Result. <laughs> On that day, it edged out Wild Wild West by The Escape Club. Oh, uh, I remember that song. Yeah. Spent 20 weeks on the chart and was featured in the 2001 film Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Nice. Yeah, this one is such a phenomenal song. And it's one of those that is timeless. I mean, you hear this today and you're like, this is still fantastic. Yeah. It has lost nothing with age. It starts right off with a boom, like that organ. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So the video on this one is very cool and a little bit different. Yeah. So what they did was they said, we're going we're gonna to try something new. They gave cameras out to their fans. Like I think it was like 250 different people got cameras. And they said, okay, whatever you do, we will keep the best of it. And for the 10 bests of the best, you get to come on the road with us and go on tour with us. And it sounded like this awesome thing until like people were so intent on being the best that they were like bringing in assistants and tripods and lighting and uh, like they really made a production out of it and so it's not as amateur as they had wanted but they really did ended up with some new it was new and exciting kind of thing for back then you know at the beginning of the video it's sam kennison's like yeah this is gonna be the same crappy video that we see all the time on mtv is that good enough for us no and let's grab the cameras and Sam Kennison going going crazy. God that is a lot of fun. Yeah. When it's showing Sam Kennison, yeah. the kid that's next to him wearing the blue cutoff t-shirt, yeah. that's Bon Jovi's brother. Oh. That's Matt Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Love this song. Love yeah. it. So it's got this fantastic part where he seems to be done. He's he's worn out. They're, it's like they're taking him off stage. And then he's like, no, yeah. I can't do it. I got to go back. It's so James Brown. It's so the preacher from coming to America. It's just <laughs> spot, spot on. Awesome. I love it. I'm not done. One more time with feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the lyrics of the song are nicely comparing being addicted to a drug. Uh-huh. As compared to being addicted to a lady or, you know, whatever. Your love is like drugs. Yes. Yeah. Desmond Child. Yes. Co-wrote this song. Exactly. I need a respirator because I'm running out of breath. It's almost like a rap. It's really, it, it is a very rhythmic lyric that is, I mean, it sticks in your head. It's great. It is, it's, it's fantastic. 
Yeah. That's why it's timeless. I think. I just talked to my buddy, Doug Gray here tonight. Uh-huh. Shout out to my buddy, Doug Gray, friend of the show. Hey Doug. He said that for his basketball yeah. team uh-huh. in high school, yeah. their shirts said bad medicine <laughs> for the conference or whatever. Uh-huh. So it, uh, it invaded pop culture a little bit. Yeah. This is a great story from Richie Sambora. Okay. okay. Yeah. So he was talking about writing this song. He said they were in Japan doing a commercial for Fuji tape, mm-hmm. right? And that whatever they were doing, they were standing in water. And Richie had been in this terrible relationship. And while they're shooting this commercial, he walked up to John and just said, this is like bad medicine, man. And it was just one of those things that came into his head. And, and John's like, yeah, we're going to have to write that one down because that sounds really good. That's fine. That's great. So there you go. Are we done with bad medicine? Bad Medicine, great song. Two songs in. You're already, you've got me, you've got me two songs in. We're killing it already. I'm I'm like, I've already had a good purchase (laughs) with buying this cassette tape. That's right. All right. Song number three. This song's called Born to Be My Baby. I love the beginning of this. It's got a great jump in your face feel to it. Then when he starts singing the lyrics, it's got a very Eleanor Rigby kind of strings behind the lyrics. Then the lyrics are very much Tommy and Gina from Living on a Prayer, only it's from Tommy's perspective. You know, it's just fantastic. And then the chorus of the song, it may be the most perfectly written chorus I've ever heard. I mean, you could you could conceivably, you know, this is almost like a lullaby to your loved one at night. You were born to be my baby. I was made to be your man. We've got something to believe in, even if we don't know where we stand. Only God would know the reason, but I guess he must have had a plan because you were born to be my baby and I was made to be your man. It's, it's like Dr. Seuss. It is. But magical. The chorus is fantastic. Yeah. It's like a warm Snickers bar. I mean, it just melds <laughs> together so well. And you, you can't, I mean, it, you hear it one time and you've got it. Like you're, you will be singing that chorus along with him bef- by the time the song is over. First time you hear it. And you're absolutely right. Thematically, it's very similar to living on a prayer. It's yeah. the working man and we're doing what we can and take my hand. We'll make it. I swear. I'm genuinely surprised that this was not a bigger hit than it was. It reached number three. Right, which is good. It's great. But it should have been number one and number one for a while. So they originally said that this song was supposed to be an acoustic song. It wasn't as poppy and big. Okay, I want to talk about that for a second. Okay. The original demo, you can actually listen to that demo of the song. It's full-on acoustic, played very softly, very tender. And John feels strongly that if they had left it that same way, it would have been a number one hit. Yep. And I listen to it, and it's still that same magical, beautiful song, but it's not that 
Oh, that pump and rocker that it's I mean, we're obviously married to what we have the nostalgia with. Right. There's no question about it. And I don't think that that demo probably would have been would have done it justice. I think that if you had if you had the 12 string that they used from one dead or alive. Sure. And you had a more full sure. uh, sound behind those those lyrics that it definitely because it just has that kind of lullaby feel to it and i could i could definitely see it being i mean i'd have been asking the the girls to slow dance on this song if it had been one of those acoustic numbers it was bruce fairbain who who convinced them to to switch it over to be more hard hitting thank you bruce fairbain (laughs) the the song that kept this out of the number one spot yeah. Straight Up by Paula Abdul. Well, that was a pretty big one. Pretty iconic in, song. Of yeah, back in 1988. Yep. Okay. I want to talk about the video. For whatever reason, these videos hit me a lot stronger than the Slippery When Wet videos did. Yeah. So it's it's filming them. It's in black and white. They're in the studio. Yeah. And you can actually hear, you hear different pieces of the song. Uh-huh. For instance, you see Richie playing the guitar. So it's the more of the guitar sound. Then you see Tico and he's banging the drums. And then there's a, a, it's kind of a breakdown in the middle of it. And John and Richie are like, ah, what do you think? No, I don't like it. Let's do it again. And when it, they do that, then it comes the full version, full on. And it, it sounds fantastic. Yeah. They have a part in the video where like all the guys are singing together, right? Like they're, they're harmonizing. They're all harmonizing around the microphone. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Fantastic couple of things to note on the video. Yeah. There's a, a one part in the video where John is giving a bear hug to a woman. That is Dorothea. That's the woman that became his wife. Yeah. They, they still married. married too. They would get, would they get married in 89. I think they eloped in 89. They did. They went to Vegas. Yep. And didn't tell anybody. Including their band or the managers or, or their, their parents. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think literally no one was happy with them. Yes. Yes. I heard that too. One other thing to mention the very last scene in the video, yeah. they all kind of stand on this table and they kind of do this football huddle uh-huh. and they're all kind of squealing. They could tell they're very happy. Yeah. That is the camera captured the moment of the band when they learned that the their album was number one. Oh, nice. So. That's great. In the Born to Be My Baby video. Yes. All right. Ready? We are done with Born to Be My Baby. Let's move on to the next song. It's called Living in Sin. Think so? This song, one more try. It, it's no, it's Father Figure. I mean, father it's figure? totally, okay. it's so similar to Father Figure. Okay. I, mean, I can hear him say, "Put your tiny hand in mine" in the song. I can just, I can almost hear him say that. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's probably true. This song was released October seventh, nineteen eighty nine. This was the fifth single. I, I find it interesting that they're still releasing songs a year after the release of the album. They're squeezing this for all it's worth. I'm going to go to bat for this song. I love this song. It's beautiful. It's not one of the strongest songs in the album. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's other songs that I would have released before this as a single, but I love it. It has that same never say goodbye. I don't care what anybody says. I love you, and we're going to make this work. Tonight, I'm so 
youthful passion that high schoolers feel when they're at the prom. I'm going to run away and marry this person. Right. And that's kind of what the video does too, right? Isn't it? A, a, this is one of the rare Bon Jovi videos that has a, like a storyline beyond uh-huh. them in concert or in the studio. It's a couple it's, of young people sneaking around at a hotel and their parents are very upset. Catching them and <laughs> slapping. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I'd slapped anybody, but I would have been upset in that same situation, right? I've, my position has changed over the years on that. <laughs> Leave them alone. Let me in love. Yeah. Shut up, you're a stupid kid. <laughs> <laughs> this was the fifth song to reach the top ten. That's the first time that a hard rock band had ever achieved that. Yeah, this album had more top ten hits than any other glam rock album in history the orchestra in the background of this song gives it a breadth that i love it's youthful passion i love it it's beautiful yeah okay nostalgia again i know it hits you right at that time too right (laughs) yeah for sure i mean 88 you were 15 89 16 yeah so you're right there feeling those crazy hormonal emotions for some girl out there or several i don't know if i'm capable of divorcing the nostalgia from this album i'm just doing the best i can i've said it before in case you've missed it those folks out there listening in jason is a pop culture savant if, <laughs> if he hears the music he can tell me band name song name and year it came out and probably month that it was most popular if it was if it had some some popularity to it but i think that always goes to he has it attached in his head to some event in his life that he can remember and so that being the case i can see how you would have a hard time i'm super nostalgic yeah Yeah. but that's why we're here man i know i know that's why i love doing this yeah all right last song on side one Right. It's a song called Blood on Blood. Speaking of nostalgia, here you go. This is it, right? This is the song about when you're a kid and you become blood brothers with your best friends. Yeah, yeah. I can still remember when I was just a kid, when friends were friends forever, and what What you you said said was what you did. Yeah. This song is about friendship and loyalty and being able to depend on somebody and count on them when you need them. It's all about those teenage relationships, right? Right. And it's a great, the 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 music that they have going along with this, it just feels right. It feels perfect for that kind of idea. It's really a great song. It's not one of the most popular songs in the album, but it's a solid, it is a solid mixture of lyrics and music for sure. Yeah. At this time, the band was unified and loved each other and were making these incredible songs and doing these incredible concerts and they were in sync so this song was great in concert yeah because you believe they were a brotherhood by extension the fans were sort of in that family i think that's important that you gotta the fans have got to feel that camaraderie among the band to to really buy in the way that they want them to and i think that you know i think call i think they call themselves the new jersey syndicate yeah but they had a really strong, you know, band of brothers type of 
relationship until they had been on the road for something like seven years straight. They toured constantly with Slippery When Wet, toured constantly with New Jersey. And by the time they were done touring New Jersey, they all got on a plane, a different plane, and all went to different places and didn't say goodbye. Yeah. Never said goodbye. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it, they were, it was time for them to be done for a little while. Yeah. It, was, it was a tough little spot right yeah. after this album. So, yep. For sure. Did you know that Blood on Blood was inspired by the movie Stand By Me? No. Yeah. Rob Reiner's Stand By Me because that movie's about yeah, yeah. I mean, friendship it is. and yeah, it's yeah. Kid, yeah, kids doing loyalty. Eighty six, the that came out. Yep. Right. Oh wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, that because honestly, that's the movie when my friends from that age, when we would talk about how close we were we would compare ourselves to Stand By Me. Yeah, there is definitely a big, big nostalgia associated with that movie, and this song captures it well. Yep. There's a lyric that says, Through the years and miles between us, it's been a long and lonely ride. But if I got that call in the dead of the night, I'd be right by your side, blood on blood. Yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah. There's only one lyric that kind of bothers me in this song. Yeah. It says, uh, Danny knew this white trash girl. Oh, yeah. We each threw in a tin. Uh, she took us to this cheap, cheap hotel, hotel and, and turned, turned us into men. Yep. $30. <laughs> Make you holler because I get paid to do the wild thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just such a great emotional. Once again, I'm gushing. I'm trying not to. I love it, song. Yeah. All right. Hit stop on your tape player. Kick it out. Flip it over. Side two, New Jersey. The name of this song is Homebound Train. Yeah, Homebound Train. And you've got the... You got some of the, the train sound effects to start this off. Yeah. And then it blows in. Full-on rocker. Like we said last week, it's like Raise Your Hands on the first song of side two of Slippery When Wet. Yeah. It's the hardest rocking song on the album. Well, and it does that, you know, I talked to you before about Crossroads. One of the ideas in Crossroads is you got to be able to imitate a train. There's just something about trains and rock and roll and the blues that you got to be able to, to do it. And they've got a sound effect at the beginning that has a train sound. But then that guitar, that down, 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 down is very much a train rhythmic style of sound and then of course to go along with the crossroads theme you've got when i was just a boy the devil took my hand so that's very crossroads um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering in the middle of this song you have the harmonica and you have the dueling organ that uh, it's it's very different from most bon jovi songs it's far more blues based yep and then you have that great guitar solo so you can see aerosmith uh -huh. and jeff beck You've got that slide guitar, maybe some Led Zeppelin. I don't know. It's I definitely felt Led Zeppelin when I was listening to it today. Kind of like Led Zeppelin, Black Crows, nice little mix up there. It's, yeah. It's good. Really, really good. I love the part in the song where John, at the top of his range, mm -hmm. screams, woo, woo, like, like a train, you know, like the sound of a train. Yeah. All right. It's a great song. I enjoy it. I'm loving it. Yep. Kay. Exciting. Feel good song. Yep. Okay. Next song. It's called Wild is the Wind. I tried to make you happy 
just got to say, I am a sucker for the Spanish style guitar. <laughs> I love, love, love it. Talked about first song that Bon Jovi learned, first song that I learned was House of the Rising Sun. It has a very Spanish guitar kind of chord progression, and this beginning is awesome. I love it. And I love the transition that they make. I love the music that is behind the lyrics in the song, and I love the lyrics to the song. some reason to me the lyrics and the, and the music don't seem like they belong together i don't know what it is i can't put my finger on it it just doesn't sound quite right it doesn't sound quite like they fit and so i wanted to love the song because i loved all of the components but it was one that i just kind of left me going up that wasn't just wasn't quite right okay to me this song feels like a lot of the stuff that's on the Young Guns 2 soundtrack that we get a couple years later, uh-huh. it has that sort of Western, maybe Southwest cowboy type of feel. The, the Spanish guitar definitely has that uh, feel to it. Okay, so here's the story with this song. When they got done with their 30 demos, Bruce Fairbairn got all of the teenagers he knew mm-hmm. and babysitters and friends and friends of kids and Put together kids of friends. Put together their they, they put together their little pizza parlor jury. And when they did it, John asked everyone listening, say, all right, we're going to listen to these songs. I want you to rank them, which ones you think are the best. Okay. You know what got number one? Born to be my baby. Okay. You know what got number two? Stick to your guns, which we'll talk about here in a second. Okay. And number three was Wild is the Wind. Wow. And John was like, wow. He was really blown away. He's like, people really like those songs. Huh. And John was like, I didn't think they were going to make the album. Wild as the Wind is now on the album because of that little mini pizza parlor jury. Wow. It's kind of one of those things that I, de- I don't want to have not heard it. Yeah. It just, I just, I feel like it just didn't fit together like I wanted it to. I still love it. I don't care. I love it. Yeah. Okay. We done with this one? Yeah. All right. Next song is a song called Ride Cowboy Ride. So this beginning with the sound of a record, like you hear the scratch of the record as the as the needle drops, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've got that chord at the beginning. I immediately thought of Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here, because that's basically the same beginning. You've got that. It, it changes. It's a totally different sounding song past that first chord. But the, the record needle and the, the strum of the guitar, where it sounds like it's not a good recording and it's right. off in the distance that is straight out of wish you were here i can see where you feel that way yeah, yeah for sure so that was recorded in mono uh-huh. sound this is not really a song i mean it's, it's just kind, kind of an of, intro right it's a, i would call it a intro to stick to your guts right which is again the same kind of thing once wish you were here picks up it becomes a full-fledged song it's not that right mono distant sound that this song has but it's still good i still like it yeah it's it's good uh, apparently this was the original intention was for it to be a full song mm-hmm. but they just could never finish it mm. 
And so they had this kind of course that they liked, Ride Cowboy Ride, yeah. but they just didn't have a song with it. But they thought it was good enough to stick on the album as an intro to stick to your guns. So there's a song called Ride Sally Ride okay. by Al Green. And everybody would say... One of those tapes that they pulled out whenever they were in their writing sessions. I ride, guess. Sally, ride. That sounds yeah. dead on. Yeah. Okay. So, do you know who is credited as writing the song? Oh, is it? Uh, is this the one that's uh, Captain Kid? Captain Kid and the King of Swing, which are the code names, the nicknames for Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. Yes. Flashback to last week's episode. The lyrics of "Let It Rock" mention the King of Swing and Captain Kid. All right. Now we're on to a song called. Stick to your guns. So they really are hitting the cowboy thing on this side of the tape. Yeah, for sure. Very Western in there. I think they're trying to capture that lightning in a bottle from one of dead or alive. Absolutely agree with you. And I gotta say, I love this song. I don't love it like I love One of Dead or Alive, but this is still a really good song. Fantastic song. I'm surprised this was not a single, not a hit. It is single worthy and had the radio been blasting it all the time when I was a kid, I probably would have fallen in love with it. I'm with you. This is single worthy. This would have been a big hit with a big concert video. The interesting line in this is, when you spit, you better mean it. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. This is this album's Wanted Dead or Alive or Blaze of Glory. Not quite there, but it, it was the attempt. Yeah. I would call this one of my most favorite under-the-radar Bon Jovi songs. For sure. Love it. Love it. Like we said earlier, this song was one of those songs that may not have made the cut of the album if it hadn't been for the makeshift Pizza Parlor Jury that Bruce Fairbairn organized. Right. Stick to your guns. Great song. Next song, I'll be there for you. All right, this song was released April 4th of 89, and it hit number one May 13th of 89. So we've got this interesting beginning where unlike the blues and cowboy songs, we've got a sitar, very south asia sound going on at the beginning of the song but that's over pretty quickly and we jump right back into a very slow blues song and i love it it takes a little while for this song to build after the guitar solo it's full-on great power ballad fantastic lyrics again i'll be there for you these five words i swear to you when you breathe, I want to be the air for you. I'll be there for you. Yep. So good. Steal the sun from the sky for you. In order to fully appreciate this song, I think you have to watch the video. So you have the guys on stage, kind of like living on a prayer. It's pre-concert, and then it kind of moves into concert footage of Wembley Stadium. Mm -hmm. And it's packed, and people are crammed in there, and that they're at their height of popularity. And the, at the key change, once again, we have the 
standard Bon Jovi, massive key change in this song. Right. There's a girl who's weeping, like crying because she's seen Bon Jovi. And it's, it's kind of a touching moment in the video, and I'm a sucker for that. And it, but it looks, it just looks awesome. Yeah. And it's, it is a perfectly put together song, in all ways. I cannot, there's no fault I can find with this song. Yeah, this song is this album's "Never Say Goodbye." Yeah, this one went on a few mixtapes as well. <laughs> the makeout mixtape. The makeout mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> This one slid over to the 89 version, but yeah, you're on the right track. <laughs> that brings us to the song 99 in the Shade. Okay, did we start playing a Beach Boys album just now? What's going on here? What's this chorus? What? what uh, what's this harmony going on here? Oh, okay, here we go. Here's Bon Jovi. Sorry, burning up with fever. Yeah, that's standard Bon Jovi. Oh, wait. Tommy and Gina are back. Tommy and Gina are back. living on a prayer yes they actually make a reappearance in this song and then later again as we said in it's my life yeah so this one's about going out with the buddies this is tommy can come as long as gina says it's all right (laughs) (laughs) this is about hanging out with your buds cruising down to the beach and those sort of endless summer nights of hanging out and having fun tell me what's not appealing about this song (laughs) i love it i mean it's it's all about having summer nights Endless summer nights. <laughs> Are we going to cover Richard Marks one of these days? I, I was really thinking about Greece, but okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a fun one. This is one of the weaker tracks on the album, but it's still fun. I still oh, like I it. love this. No, I love this song. It's great. This is another strong song. Compared to the other songs on the album, no, it's not a chart-topping hit, but it's still very, very good. Still a great song. Yeah, it's fun. 99 in the Shade. Not a skipper. Lots of fun. All right. That brings us to the last track on the album. This song is called Love for Sale. Hit me. All right. What do you think? I freaking love it. <laughs> Another train song. You get that awesome harmonica in there. Pulling from the blues again. Uh, and then the, the lyrics that come in are just what you want them to be, right? Yeah. Well, I woke up this morning, rolled out of bed. Oh, I love it. It's fun. It's it's acoustic. It's bluesy. It's it's very much like they're in a jam session. Yeah. Like they're just, you know, let's, let's just lay down something that sounds like a train again and see where it goes. And... They, they they had a nice little finish to this one. This one reminds me of the end of Back in Black, um, where they where they suddenly surprise you with again a completely different sounding song and a good. You're talking about rock and roll, ain't noise pollution. Yes, rock and roll. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've listened to the demos, the extended version of New Jersey, and there are other songs that are better than Love for Sale that 
could have easily kicked it off, but I'm glad it made it. It's oh. fun. You can tell they're having a good time recording this. John actually laughs while he's singing. Right. So I, I'm, I, I think it's great. I, I love it. John says, I feel like a dog that's been kicked in the head. And Richie goes, ouch. Yeah. It's fun. We've been living together three years, two hours, 20 minutes, maybe 400 beers. <laughs> you know that this is a song about the band, right? Yeah. This was the only song that was recorded in New Jersey. Everything else was recorded in Vancouver. Great end. It's a great end to the, to the album. It's fun. It's not going to be a radio single, not a, probably a top 100 hit, but it's still fun. Yeah. It's, it is one of the, I, I feel like there are some songs that, they, that they're like, let's just do this for the fans. Sure. Right. Uh-huh. And because if you love Bon Jovi, you're going to love listening to them do this little jam session. At this time, they really had the minus touch. They could have released anything and it would have been a hit. They made some, that, I mean, honestly, they had a lot of skeptics wondering if they could do what they did again. And they knocked it out of the park. Okay. We're moving into final judgment now. I think we can, don't you? Yeah. Well, maybe we, maybe we have a story to tell though before we get to final judgment. Yeah, okay. We got two stories to tell. Yeah, so we talked about the Moscow Music Peace Festival. So the Moscow Peace Festival was how Doc McGee sort of got off. He got Bon Jovi, he got the Scorpions, he got Ozzy Osbourne, he got Skid Row, he got Cinderella. He got all these guys together to go over to Moscow and play this music festival. Right. And the the foundation that he put together, the Make a Difference Foundation, was an anti-drug foundation. And if you know the history of any of these bands, you got to be going, huh? Right. What? Right. What? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Snake Sabos talk about the getting on the plane, and he said the only guys that were sober was Motley Crue. <laughs> That's just that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense. He gets on the plane. He's like, "How do they get all of this booze on the plane?" And of course, you know, this was just after Girls, 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 and Nikki Six dies twice. And they finally were like, you got to get these guys into rehab. And so they were actually clean. Everybody else was partying yep. their butts off. And then there's this rumor, rumor, mind you, <laughs> that the CIA might have been involved in this because of Doc McGee's criminal stuff and saw it as an opportunity to propagandized the Soviet Union. I mean, actually, it was during this festival that the Scorpions wrote Wind of Change, Wind of Change which is, is about the changing perceptions that were going on in the Soviet Union at that time. And then literally the Berlin Wall comes down within a few months and the Soviet Union disbands, dissolves within a few months. So who knows? If you want a really interesting podcast to listen to, go listen to Wind of Change, it's about the song Wind of Change by yeah. the Scorpions, but it revolves around the Moscow Peace Festival. So very interesting. After you get done listening to this one, go listen to that. Yeah. All right. So the Moscow Peace Festival was, I believe, August 12th and 13th of 1989. Then just a few weeks later on September the 6th, 1989, John and Richie perform at the 1989 MTV Music Awards, and they come out with just their acoustic guitars and they knock out a version of Living on a Prayer and Wanted Dead or Alive that absolutely blows people away. This year we gotta hold on to what we got Doesn't make a difference if we make it or not We got each other and that's 
Pyrotechnics, no big band, just two guys and two guitars. And that performance actually leads to MTV Unplugged. People were really impressed by that performance. Yeah. And then on September 14th, just one week later, I saw Bon Jovi in Tulsa, Oklahoma with everybody in my high school. And it was one of the greatest nights of my high school life. So while you were going through that experience. I mean, I mean, it's amazing that they went from Moscow Music Peace Festival within a few weeks to the MTV amazing performance that they had. And then a couple of weeks after that, they're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you're watching them live. So that MTV Video Music Awards, I've said it before, Wanted Dead or Alive is the reason that I started playing guitar. It was that version that made me go, I have to learn how to do what he's doing. That's and it was one of the once I, I mean, that's not an easy beginning for a, a brand new guitarist to play. It took a, probably another year or two before I got there, but that was my objective was I'm going to learn how to play just so that I can learn how to play one a dead or alive. That's amazing. Yeah. Kind of an impactful pocket in time for both you and I. Yeah. Crazy. Isn't it? Incredible. All right. Let's talk final judgment. New Jersey versus slippery when wet. first all right i love both of these albums i've told you before these are two of the four pillar albums in my life i certainly don't see anything unseating them it's new jersey it's slippery when wet it's thriller and it's hysteria for me okay everybody else is a little bit different but when i listen to all these songs for me slippery when wet has songs like you give love a bad name has songs like living on a prayer which we said Maybe the best song of the 1980s. Wanted Dead or Alive, maybe one of the greatest 80s rock songs. So you have those three massive pillars from that album. And then you have tons of great songs. There's no throwaway tracks. Now you switch over to New Jersey. You've got five top 10 hits. Lay your hands on me. You've got Bad Medicine. You've got Born to Be My Baby. You've got Living in Sin. You've got I'll Be There for You. You've got a couple of weird ones like love for sale and ride cowboy ride but for me i think i'm gonna have to say that slippery when wet is probably the better album of the two but new jersey is my favorite album i can't divorce my nostalgic feelings from that time in my life but i'm going with my favorite album new jersey crap you totally threw me for a loop I did not expect you to do that. <laughs> Son of a gun. Okay. I'm struggling. I'm still struggling. I'm back in the Bull Durham Major League. Which one of these things is better? And it is almost too difficult to say. So, New Jersey, lots of nostalgia, just like you. Um, I had that album. I remember it in my, I remember listening to that tape over and over again for years for years i would listen to that tape and if you look at the album as a whole it has less song it's it's every single song is at least good you know there are no bad songs on the album 
there's the only one that I, I mentioned before is Wild as the Wind that just didn't, it, I loved each part of it. It just didn't seem to mesh together like it was supposed to for me. But beyond that, every other single song on the album is good. And you have more chart topping songs off of this album than you do off of Slippery When Wet. And they're amazing. They're timeless. Bad Medicine, Lay Your Hands on Me, I'll Be There For You. I mean, there, there are so many timeless songs. But if I've got to pick, if I got, I, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of you now. If I'm walking out the door and I got to pick one CD to take with me, which one of it's going to be? It's got to be Slippery When Wet. You just can't overcome the power of You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, Wanted Dead or Alive. I mean, it's just, it's too iconic in my, my nostalgic period to not give the nod to slippery when wet for me for sure fantastic fantastic and i can't blame you at all i got no problem with that two fantastic albums we love them both yeah please we want to hear from you guys which one do you think is the best is it slippery when wet from 1986 is it new jersey from 1988 is it keep the faith hey keep the faith is is one that i would love to cover at some point it's another great album it's another tape that i had that i would make out to all the time (laughs) 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 let's hear from you guys write us in email us go to our facebook page go to our twitter page go to our patreon page let's hear from you guys let me just say if you've made it this far we can't tell you how much we appreciate you you guys are awesome if you can do one thing for us tell somebody that you know about our podcast that you think might like it do you know somebody who loves music from the 80s and 90s do you know somebody who loves movies from the 80s and 90s if so just let them know because the more the more clicks we get on that subscribe button the more people find out about us so please 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 let folks know thanks guys we will see you next week